Embracing the reflection of our higher self requires us to understand what is projecting in our present thought. Remember, the mind is all and the universe is mental. That's one of the biggest things about becoming. In order to become something, you must embrace everything that comes with that. And the biggest thing with that is, especially with this new year, new me, where a lot of us fall short at and actually changing ourselves is embracing the negative and the positive. Because the negative has to come before the positive because all that positive, all that power, all that energy, all that love, all that power that we have is under all of the negative, the programming, the back and forths, the ups and downs, the traumas, the symbolism, the programming, everything's underneath that. So in order to become, it's more than just saying you're a god, saying you're a goddess, saying you're a king, saying you're a queen, saying you're a titan, whatever you accept, you must accept everything of it. That's all in the power of as it was put into the book of the dead was actually was the becoming the day is the breakdown of transitioning from being a slave to your humanity and ego and embracing that God within. That's what we're going to get into in this week's God hour that is only right to tie entitled Becoming the day. Welcome to the God Hour. Grand Divine Rise, Grand Divine Rise, Grand Divine Rise, Gods and Goddesses. On always want you to remember that there's no other better day than today to get you into that alignment, into your higher self, your better self, your tapping to that frequency and releasing from what's hindering you and what's holding you back. The only thing that's doing that is you in your own mind. You are a limitless energy. You are a limitless power source, a powerhouse of power and energy, of love, of light, of dark, of peace, of harmony, of havoc, of chaos. So as we step into this day, into this week, especially as being what is considered the eve before we step into our 2020 of that new vision, that new version, that that new self, we're going to break down today the structure and stimulate that true thought of what it takes to get into that groove. If you're not already in there, you might as well be working on 2021, so you should already be coming in. If you're not ready, then you'll never be ready. So what's holding you back? Welcome to the God Hour. It is often in the space we feel most uncomfortable is where we should go deeper and gain understanding of ourselves. Meaning that the things, the people, the places, ideas, and how we once lived before our awakening are the very things that we should dwell on. Not in the aspect of in an emotional context, Rather, to use this conduits to reboot our divine minds. A lot of the times, 
the biggest thing is we get we can be uncomfortable in a space but because our ego has defended us against everything that comes within that space that makes us uncomfortable so we can deal with it whether it be whatever vice it may be or whatever you do when you step away with it and step back into it that is the biggest thing that keeps us always locked into this thought process of I'm gonna do this this time. I'm gonna do it this time. I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that job interview. I'm gonna leave that relationship. I'm gonna take that flight. It's mainly breaking down into a fear of rejection. It's a fear of rejection that we fall into. And especially coming into our spiritual awakening, there's no difference. And mainly because we're going from believing to a thought of feeling. So we're going from a blind faith in what we have been told and what has been given to us and what has been constantly programmed into us subconsciously through that subliminal messaging, through that symbolic, through the traumas that we go through. We always can go back to this. That's one thing that seems to lock us into actually stepping through that door that is called death, which is just that transition to that next phase. I had a thought. I remember when I was younger, when I was younger, but a wee God being taken into that role of humanity. I remember it was always, no matter what, they always gave church to what they would call the sinners. They were what they call a sinner was actually sinners equates to lack of knowledge. So yes, you are born into sin because you are now going into a lack of knowledge. Just remember, negative and positive, not good and bad. So it's okay to be full of sin because you are lacking of knowledge. You are spiritually inclined nobility in that aspect. You are privileged. You are of the wealth of the nobility and the humility into gaining more knowledge and accessing more knowledge. Anything outside of that, only someone put that program into your mind. But back into that thought process, I was like, what if they give believers something to believe in to keep them locked into that space? After a point in time, you start realizing that you don't believe certain things similar to, you don't believe in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, all these things you understood what they were so you strayed away from them but you still had that inkling in your mind all you could say is I don't like this because I know it's not real but it had to come from somewhere what we get stuck in on a lot of these times when especially coming into our higher selves is we start denouncing certain parts of ourselves because we don't understand where it originally came from where it sourced from we don't understand the origins and then when we find an origin where we feel comfortable with, we stay in there and we defend that origin at all costs instead of actually growing even further. Remember, knowledge is the truest of prosperity. That's the truest form of wealth. Because with knowledge, you can apply knowledge into anything and you can create anything. That's that alchemy. We get stuck in I have a bunch of knowledge, I know a bunch of books, I know a bunch of big ass words that really don't equate to anything because I'm not applying it in any way, shape or form to better myself. 
we always want to say, I'm going to save these people. I'm going to save this. I'm going to wake up my people. The only way that you're going to save anyone, the only person that you're going to save is yourself. Giving yourself, feeding your soul that love that it requires for it to break free. Feeding your soul that truth in order for it to break free. Therefore, when you rise, you come into this encompassing of your power and everything that's reflected around you is a reflection of that love you have for yourself. The reflection of that truth that you stand in. So you don't have to save anybody because it naturally occurs. Remember, this shit, all of this trickles downward. You work on yourself, your cup starts overflowing, it overflows onto everything else. Remember, that cup of water that you overflowed, that cup of water that you filled into that vase that had that plant in it, with the right amount of water, that vase grows. But you can also overflow this knowledge. And since you're not applying it, since it's not nurturing anything, you'll flood out. You're basically going to overflow and you'll destroy everything around it. We got to get past this mind frame of saving somebody or waiting for somebody to lead you or waiting for somebody to give you something. No one is going to give you anything that is more stronger, more powerful than was within you. Yes, you can grab knowledge. You can attain knowledge from that standpoint. Grabbing what you need to grab. It's up to you to grab it. That's one of the, that's one of the main things about uh, the cult. It's up to you to grab this information. It's up to you to grab the knowledge. Allowing anything to stop you from gravitating to grabbing, to gaining or acquiring knowledge to empower yourself, you're that you're the only problem. Nothing's oppressing you. Nothing's stopping you. Nothing's hindering you. Nothing is doing that other than you in your own mind for the lack of submitting to the attributes. I always say this, submitting to the attributes of the ideal of what you want to learn. That's the only thing. That's the only way you phase something. You hate your job. Submit to the attributes of what your job is to learn every aspect of it so you can move forward from it. You say you hate something. That's hate is just equates to fear, which just equates to the lack of understanding. So you're trying to move past it. You're trying to void it out. You're trying to real. You'll sit here and denounce something without actually taking the understanding of the key points of what it is. And that's where we get stuck in. The true coming of age is when we realize that that perpetual childhood that we have been conditioned to play out is not us. Similar to anything else that has been given to us, we are so far ahead that we are now behind. We are so now far, we're so far ahead that we're behind. And just like acquiring this knowledge, becoming the consciousness, coming through your spiritual awakening, opening your third eye, we're so far ahead that we, we're, now we're behind something. And what I mean by that on the main, the, one of the biggest things that we get structured on is now we're in a state of, since we haven't learned from religion, an aspect of what it is and how it was created when religion simply is religion is the marginalized and the dumbed down version of the rituals and the morality of what spirituality is. It's the dumbed down ritualistic 
view of what spirituality is. And what I mean by that is similar to they'll tell you about angels, they'll tell you about demons, they'll tell you about the devil, they'll tell you about heaven, they'll tell you about hell. They'll tell you if you do this, this will happen, you do this, this bad will happen. That's the marginalized, dumbed-down version because it takes away from the actual understanding of it. It puts to it, it instead of taking it from negative and positive, it gives you, we're giving the negative positive to the same pole. It gives you one extreme or the other extreme and you're somewhere in between. One extreme to the other extreme Hell being one extreme, heaven being the other, being the other extreme, good being the one extreme, evil being the other extreme, evil being the other extreme, going back and forth. So you have to battle between those. You never find balance because the only way to find balance in yourself is to understand exactly what got you to where you're at. That's similar that what I said before in the intro, I was just breaking this down. A lot of the times. We don't want to take those steps. We're talking about we want to do the new me, new the new me, new version of me, the better me. I'm going to be better this time. I'm going to do this this time. But this is what happens when you start taking that path. When you start taking this path and you're bettering yourself, everything goes good for a while. Because you have that mindset. You're in that mindset. Everything good. You start romanticizing your day. You start manifesting. You start speaking your positive affirmations. But this is what has to happen first. All of that negative that you acquired, all of that toxicity that came into your life that you acquired, that you attracted and you brought to yourself, all of these things that came to you in that aspect of that, that has to come to you first. Because if that doesn't come first, what do you know? To, how do you know what what do you know what to sort through if you don't know the negatives that came and acquired? People always want to be like, karma's a bitch. Karma's not a bitch. Karma's an energy based on consequences. How confident were you when you made those negative choices at the time? How confident were you when you were running out in the street? This is a good, this is a good example. How confident were you when your mother, your mother told you to stay in the house, ain't nothing outside after 10, but open legs? And nothing but trouble. How confident were you when you ran out there and you ran out there and you didn't get caught up? You ran out there again, you didn't get caught up. You ran out there again, you didn't get caught up. Then you ran out there and then you got caught up. For the first couple of times, you was in fear because you got caught up. From hiding a pregnancy to hiding drugs to, to hiding something from the only figure that you ever knew that was in reality telling you things no matter, and this is another big thing, no matter how restricting it sounded at the point in time that it was told to you where you were at, that was, was that is what was needed in order to guide you somewhere. One thing we get a lot, we get, especially when it comes to this religion thing, will denounce everything about religion without taking any understanding of the origin. So that's similar to, and that's how it was reprogrammed, reverberated in your mind. You were given two extremes. That's similar to the extreme of you were, ran out in the street and then your mother was like, 
or your mom or your pops or an adult did something and the first thing they told you was, because I'm grown, that's why I can do it. When you get grown, you can do the same thing. That's two extremes on that same reflection. Remember, everything is everything. So that negative and positive that you need to be looking at, that does this serve me or does this not serve me that we need to start focusing on, when we start breaking down the etymology of these words and breaking these spells, that's one of the biggest things that we need to look into because we stop looking at that based on good and bad. We need to start looking at negative and positive and does it serve you or does it not serve you? Does it serve you in becoming the day, becoming your better self, or does it not serve you in becoming the day or your better self? This is one of the things we got to start looking at. You have to understand that you never see the hamster wheel until you get off of it. You never see the box until you're outside of it. We never see these events and happenings in our lives contour the world based on the grasp of the gravity of understanding the control that we take. A lot of the times we tend to get very lax in actually having to take control of something for so long. And this is how we start separating from the dead and the, the letting the dead lay with the dead, letting the ones that are at this level, at that level, let them stay where they're at based on their own ignorance and or, or the, Rhetoric that they've accepted, that cognitive dissonance, allow them to stay where they're at. They'll give you every answer. They'll give you every opportunity to observe what you need to look at before you walk away. Either it's you have one or two choices. Either you're going to join in on the fun and games or you're going to walk away to something better. That's about that's that's separating from that humanity and ego. Humanity to have you. Well, those are my people. Those are my homies. Those are my homegirls. Those are my friends. I've been around them ever since grade school. I've been around them ever since this. This happened to me in my life and they were there. You're not there anymore. So why are they there? They're only there waiting for something to happen for you to be able to be siphoned from. This is how we have to start looking at things. We have to start taking these gut checks of this scenario that we put in our head of if this person isn't there, will I do what I need? Will I do what I've done? A lot of times we can give great advice and the person go do what they do and then they repeat the same circle of events and then we give them the same advice. They'll say, yeah, I heard you. I needed that. How many times are you going to sit there being the signature? Because you know why? Because they know they have something to come back to. That's the same thing that happens to us when we're actually going to our higher selves. We tend to keep one foot inside that door and one foot outside that door because we know what's behind us. No matter how negative it may be, no matter how detrimental it may be, we know what it is. So we have a sense of control. And that's based on that. Since it's still negative, we pour in more negative because if I sit here and this is big on love and compatibility, the love of yourself will the love of yourself will set the stage for your compatibility with others. The love of yourself will set your compatibility with the acceptance of others. A lot of us get this confused of just because you have love for something does not mean you're compatible with it at that level. Every level requires a different version of you. It requires a new vision. It requires new insights. So the things I learned at this level, even though I love everything I loved at that level, I understand that it's not compatible with the level that I'm going to. 
that goes into that psychological program of rejection. A lot of us are afraid of rejecting, being rejected or a sense of rejection, rather. You have to understand that there's going to be a moment when you are told no. The same way that you'll be told no, you have to get used to saying that to yourself. Every time someone tells you no at a certain point in time and you get upset, it's mean you're not used to telling yourself no. Every time someone tells you yes and you feel good, you're appeasing your ego, that means that's stepping you further from being able to tell yourself no. How many times do you sat in a position and you're not doing something anymore and you feel upset or you feel overwhelmed with anxiety because you didn't want to say no? You didn't want to hurt their feelings. You didn't want to you didn't want to be the one, the bearer of bad news. You didn't want to say it because if you said it, then you look like the bad guy. Here's something that's going to happen to you. You're going to be the bad guy and you're going to be the bad guy in somebody's story at all times. You're going to be that version of everything that they perceive as they don't want in their life or something that they're against based on a perception of making themselves feel good. You're going to be the negative to appease their ego for the positive. It's not you. It's truly them. The only time it becomes you is when you allow it to be you. You allow yourself to become the sum of everything that they despise or they can't control. And that would go to that part of that control does it serve you, does it not serve you. When you have a fear of rejection, you are more... Sub when you have a fear of rejection, a fear of being told no, a fear of just not being accepted or not being seen as something other than something that is appeasing to the ego of others, you psycholog you put that program into your subconscious of accepting things no matter how detrimental they are to you. You'll accept this person's flaws and red flags because you want to accept the good in everybody. Here's the thing. If you're not willing to carry that weight, if you're not willing to carry on the conditions that come with that, you cannot be, you cannot act for something unconditionally. These are the terms that we tend to get stuck in. Now we're stuck in this, we're stuck in this aspect of we have a bunch of conditions, but we haven't built anything to strengthen that negotiation with ourselves. And the biggest thing is with yourself. We get stuck a lot of the times in that. Remember that there's no such thing as time. It's only alignment. To the say I have to get ready or to speak it's not the time only continuously locks you into this condition restraints that we are used to. At this point, nothing should feel the same. At this point, in this phase, Anything that sounds comforting, that sounds mundane, should be in one ear and out the other. The voice that has been beckoning for you to listen to it is now louder than it's ever been. That's that voice that you are becoming. That voice that's inside you that when you sat there and you sat there and had that conversation, I had the conversation with God, I had the conversation with Jesus, I had the conversation with Allah, whoever you prayed to at that point in time. At this point in time, you always notice it was your voice. 
It just had a lot more depth and more bass into it. Or it sounded stronger. That's your voice now. That's your intuition. You knew exactly what you needed to do from the beginning. You just lost your way. You simply fell asleep and you had amnesia. But now you're coming awake. What's the first thing to happen when you're awakened, when you're awoken before? And what's the first thing to happen when you're laying down in bed in the morning and someone like your phone rings at the wrong time? You are mad as hell. You're upset. You don't want to deal with it. I'm going to take a couple more minutes. I'm going to snooze. Becoming awakened is an alarm you can't snooze. Becoming awakened is an alarm you cannot snooze. Stepping into your different level, these different levels of consciousness is an alarm that you cannot snooze. It's a door that you cannot close. Because that door, there is no door. We tend to get stuck on these pathways because we're looking for different doors to go through. There are no doors. There are no doors in front of you. Because you're the ultimate key. You're the power source and the key to every one of these locks. Is there something inside of you that is hindering you from going through that door? That's when I start talking, when I start breaking down into the dream thought processes, when our the pre when we were in that priesthood aspect, the Gnostic text does a lot of that. The symbols of the Dogon, um, the signs and the sigils of the Dogon, talking about sigils and signs and magic. These sigils, these signs, these were designed. To ward off the unworthy, to ward off the evil, or actually to ward off the living. In an aspect, understanding the understanding, understand life, you must understand death. We are in this aspect, in this form, in this physical presence. We are living in this physical realm. We're dead. The whole point is to die before you die. That's the whole point of becoming awake, awakening. When you start seeking, when you seek, you shall find. But it's up to you releasing from that humanity and ego in order to embrace what you're about to see, what you sought out for. Because it's not what you believe that you should see. It's not what you believe that you should hear. It's not what you should believe that you're coming into. It's what you are being shown. We get so mixed up in the thought process of, I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this. All right, cool. You want all of these things? Guess what? That universe, that higher power, that your higher self, this is only your higher self from a different angle, is going to present you everything that you need first as fuel. Therefore, all of those negative things. Therefore, if you say you want to have a better job. You have to let go of the perpetual childlike acts in order to receive something better. You can't hold on to this is me. This is how I got to accept me. They got to accept me. Your job is never going to accept you that way. And when I talk about job, I'm talking about deeper than just the place you go clock in from your 9 to 5, 5 to 11, your 24-hour shifts, your 3 days on, 4 days off, whatever your job may be. I'm talking about the job that you're taking in or that persecution or those trials and they're going into your higher self. Flaws are negative aspects of yourself similar to those are your flaws 
are the byproducts of your senses. Your flaws are the byproducts of your senses. Your five senses, you know, your your five physical senses, your sight, your smell, your touch, your feel, your taste. Your flaws are byproducts of your senses. Everything is everything. So your taste for the finer things in life will have you sampling from different plates that you didn't set. When you're looking at the outward end, any plate looks good in front of you if you haven't set a plate. If you never set the plate in front of you, you haven't put in that work in that kitchen of yourself, then anything that's presented in front of you, you'll eat from. That's when your taste gets corrupted. A lot of the times your taste has been corrupted. So you've gotten so used to, at one point in time, people will sit there and say, you got so used to the white man's food and the white man's words and the white man's thought. Okay. And then you go to the other end, the other end of that extreme. You said, I want all black everything. But then you hinder yourself from learning from that table that you sat at. You hinder, your, your, you hinder yourself. It's not about this aspect of, because when you get to a certain level of consciousness, all that hatred goes away. That The anger, the angry conscious phase, that comes right before your hermit phase. That, I mean, I'm taking from my interpretation of it. Because you go right before that hermit phase and you go back inside yourself. Because now, because when you first awaken, you're wide open. When you're first awaken, you're wide open. You're reading everything. You're excited. You went and got yourself an onk. You went and got yourself a red uh, RBG flag. You went and got yourself some African earrings. You went and got yourself some some peace, love, and light. You went and got yourself some incense and some candles. And, 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 and you thought you were spiritual. First stage is the awakening. This shit ain't all pretty. You can light all those candles and all those incense up that you want and make your whole space look all pretty and everything look all, it feels real. That's the first stage. That's the cleaning out phase. The next phase that you're going to come into is that angry phase. And that angry phase is a very necessary phase. And when I say angry phase, that's to blanket over the emotional phase. Because you're going to feel sad, you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel, you're going to feel all your emotions. But it's going to be presented as anger towards anything outside of the paradigm that you're now trying to fully embrace. You got to put in that work. You got to learn. If you ain't learning, you're hindering yourself. Similar to the thought process as we get into that. At this point, as I told you, nothing to feel the same. That voice that's been begging you to listen louder and louder is louder than it's ever been. It's to listen from the higher you. Okay, that's your higher self. Remember, I always broke down that bird's eye view. Starving our ego makes it clearer. Starving your ego to the point to where it is put into a state of remission or reverse it's put into a state of death <clears throat> there's one thing to can 
the main thing, one of the biggest things is to be able to control your sub, your conscious unconsciously. That means your soul, everything is so reprogrammed in your subconscious, in your sunken place, that everything that your conscious sees, that you move in your conscious thought, is based on what your subconscious has recorded as true. And right now we do that unconsciously. Since our uh, subconscious has been so programmed and so convoluted with everything that we've taken in, now we defend our mind. Now we defend ourselves from the very things that can actually help us and take us further. We literally defend our minds against the things that can actually take us further. So now that we've read a couple of books talking about we were the originals and that we were great, that's great, that's good. That's good. Knowledge is infinite. So then we reach that pro-black phase where we listen to all Malcolm X tapes or we listen to the old Farrakhan tapes or we listen to old Black, Pan black Panther Party tapes. And now we pro-black and we against everything white. We against everything that's white because white is the devil. White is evil. You're just, trans you're just transferring one set of rhetoric and belief system to a whole nother set of rhetoric and belief system. Even though there's more truth in it, the truth contradicts. Because it's two truths from two different sides. It's two truths on the same polarity. Negative and the positive. The negative truth of what you are, the positive truth of what you are, is what? Negative to anybody that doesn't want to embrace that truth. And vice versa. So we think about, I always use racism as this card. I always use this card as the most, as the most powerful card to that. We say racism is on a negative attribute to us. We need to start thinking it's more positive. And I'm going to explain why. So nobody goes, oh my God, he's lost his mind. If I look at what a racist thought process, what a racist or the white supremacist thought process is, putting themselves first, acquiring wealth for themselves, the basis, the basics of what, they, what they'll promote. And then I look at my side and they use that against me. What's the difference for me saying the same thing for my people? The moment that you'll sit here and say black power is the negative to their white power is because we've become the inclusive ones. We're still in this, we're still in this level of humanity when we're higher than that. See, a lot of people will say we're the original, but then they still want equal rights. As the original, you've already had the rights. As the original, you've already had the knowledge. As the original, you are the source, the power source, the generator, the operator, the destroyer of everything that's in front of you. That's that part of that. That's, that, that, that's part of that. So going forward, why do you need another plan of attack or action that was already put into place? We have to start looking at everything structured backwards.
everybody's saying the younger culture is getting dumber and dumber and less and less into the issues when I truly have I'm gonna play the uh devil's advocate on that one. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play the other end of that balance. What if they're reflections of what you're doing because you haven't faced it? Think about that. Think about that. What if they're the reflections of shit that you haven't faced? Someone to look at this where I'm a 80s baby. So that thought process of that acts of suppressing your feminine, that feminine energy aspect of yourself. Don't cry. Don't share your emotions. Don't share feelings. You got to be hard. You got to be, you got to be the provider. Eventually the reflection on the other end of that will be something that you need to face. Remember negative and positive. So if I look at the, a feminine or the feminine, more feminine era of boys and men in this era, that would be a direct reflection of something I need to face. That, that then they then they deem it with the homophobic and all these the all these words these terms that make you seem like you're bad versus good two extremes. Remember, it's always going to be two extremes at this level. At this level, is two extremes because that's how slow it's moving. It can give you two extremes as you go higher up. It becomes more androgynous. Androgyny is the understanding of the masculine and the feminine energy within you. That's how that that's how that cultivates at that higher level. So if I see a more feminine culture of boys and 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 our girls are more masculine, that's something that I need to look into because in my era, we were taught men were men, men were didn't cry, didn't share feelings. But now we're getting so I had a thought process when I was thinking about Whenever I always see these posts about women being more comfortable in saying yes, bitch, yes, bitch to homosexual men. It's because in that reflection, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just in a cult is looking a little deeper. Maybe they feel comfortable around them because they're showing the feminine aspect for them to be comfortable with. Just think about that. I was watching a lecture earlier with Bobby Hammond. It was the Azure. I forgot which one it was. But he was talking about there's just men that hate women. They're not gay. They're not on the download. They're not homosexual. They just hate women. The only thing they see women and they value women for is based on what will be deemed under that bubble of the Eurocentric thought of the European thought of how... They suppress the mask of the feminine energy into it only has one purpose, and that's to catch a nut. That's the culture. That's a derivative of the culture of what happens when you push push something away. I said that in last Friday's lecture, when I was getting into the rebirth, that we literally put ourselves in a thought process of. Everything that we don't want, we push away and we put somewhere else. Where do you think happens when that's 
nurtured in another nurtured in that environment. What do you think happens to it after a while? When it's nurtured in that environment for too long. It it grows up without the structures of what is needed to it. So if we're in this masculine and feminine sense of becoming our higher selves, we have to tap for us as for us as kings, in order to even it was even written into the text. For a pharaoh, for the king to sit on the throne, he had to eat of the apple of knowledge. He had to accept and he had to accept, embrace, and admit to that the feminine, he had to come from that feminine presence or born from that spiritual energy of that feminine essence. He had to come from that, because that was the first, that's the royalty. That's what that's that true that. That's the that's the that's that bloodline. He had to come from that royal spiritual energy. So in that thought process, when you're moving into yourself day to day, what are you embracing on your end right now? And you're still stuck in that. Now we get stuck in that thought process. It becomes unhealthy. So now we have women saying men should do this, this, and this based on an old paradigm, and men should do this, and women men are saying women should do this based on an old paradigm. And then we're blaming back and forth, but we're not getting into where the damage actually started with. We get we go through this back and forth, not understanding where the damage even started from. We have to think about these things as we move forward and becoming our higher selves. We have to think, we have to move, we have to embrace the higher level in order for everything to trickle down to create what it fall into the spaces that it needs to fall into. That's that main thing about alignment and coming to that spiritual awakening. That masculine energy that we embrace, that's good. But the only way to gain access to the love of you, to get that love in return, is by embracing the wisdom of our feminine aspects of ourselves. That feminine aspect, those feminine aspects, that that love that we love of ourselves. This is where we a lot of us get confused these things are becoming irrelevant it's only a human cocoon that we're in shattering to expose ourselves those same projections people and ideas that you once clung to for support and survive are now becoming irrelevant your path is more in tune with your higher frequency and now the gods and the goddesses are becoming fully aware our soul tribes that's your family when we took our decision, when we took our descent as we came to sleep, we made all of these decisions already. It's written on the walls. It's written on the walls. It's scribed on a text. And it's those walls that it was written into, limestone, calcium, is a reflection of what's the inner. That's why whenever you see one of these pictures on the wall, it looks like it's two, but it's actually the masculine in the feminine aspect. If you took that same, if you took that same glyph off of the wall and closed it and put them together, they match. The first intent of that is when you study, when you start studying the Baphomet, that's the masculine and feminine. When you look at Shiva, when they started breaking down Kali and Shiva, and they started breaking down even in the Indians when they broke down the gods, you always saw the masculine and the feminine aspect. So this agenda that they're pushing on you 
and they're making it seem so bad. They're making it seem. Remember, they've never given you anything outside of you is only a disrupted or a distorted version of what's on the inner side of you. So if they sit here and telling you about this homosexuality, I don't know how we further on this, but we're going to flow with it. That's something that you need to look into. It's an imbalance. It is a percepted imbalance of something going backwards. So if that homophobic or that homophobia on this lower level, that's human shit. That's that's humanity. There is an imbalance within you. That's why it phases you. We have to get into this understanding. These things that are coming into our lives every single day is because there is an imbalance with inside of us that that is either reflecting or it is showing us what we have to understand either end of that post of that spectrum. It's either a reflection of something that we need to study or observe or it is a remnant of your past. And we already understand, so we can go back, yeah, I remember back, did someone, did someone to sit here and literally say, yeah, they had the buck-breaking farms in the Caribbean, and they had buck-breaking, and they used to rape our, rape the uh, biggest, strongest male in front of his family. Okay, cool. That's marked in your DNA. Did you ever think about it that way? It's marked in your DNA. That trauma is marked in your DNA. Since they understand what DNA is, the DNA, the genome project, don't you underthink they would don't you think anything outside of you at this lower level, the the all dollar broth or the archons or these entities at this level, don't you think that they would be able to use that against you at any given way in time? So they were naturally created? So you're so psychologically stuck on white is this, white is that, white is that, you don't understand that you are the original source. They got the answers from you. So they're only using your knowledge against you. They're only using something that you already tapped in against you. You're just not wanting to look at it because they gave you a face to look at. The same face that they gave you to say was your savior is the same face that they gave you to say that was evil. The same face that they gave you as the savior is the same face that you look at as evil. Two extremes, same size, same polarity. So that same Jesus ain't real. But you're saying the white man is still the devil. You're saying the same thing backwards to yourself. That's why you continue getting stuck back and forth, back and forth. That back and forth inside of yourself. That calamity of energy inside of yourself. So you don't accept any responsibility. Because you always, always have a scapegoat. That's that angry phase. You knew better when you made that step. You may knew better when you got in that relationship. You knew better when you walked over there. But you were limiting yourself to the fear of rejection. So that fear of rejection is only a... Re the fear, the re denouncing of something outside of you not, to not understand it is your fear of rejection playing back at you. I can never accept anything like that because it's a fear of rejection on yourself. Because it coming into your space is showing that you need to expound upon it. I don't know how many times I don't even experience racism and white supremacy in the aspects of it. 
the way it does as it's projected in the media because I'm no longer at that level. Yes, I'm aware of it. Yes, I see it, but I don't, I'm not subjected to it. It doesn't phase me. And since I'm confident in the consequence of me stepping above something of like that of a lower nature, when I walk my presence from my stance, from what I wear to how I to how I move, it shows that confidence. So I don't have to say anything. Remember, the loudest voice in the room has the least. They have to have your attention on their shiny things. You're going back and forth with people that need your attention on their shiny things. If you don't, they don't have your attention, they don't have anything. They have no health, they have no growth, they have nothing to them other than what you give them. That's what you have to start looking at. This is one of the things we have to start looking into today as we're going higher into ourselves, into this knowledge. It ain't shit to do. You can have all the books. You can grab all the text that you want. If you're not applying it in some way, shape, or form to heal yourself, to save yourself, what's the point of it? Just to bruise your ego and say, yeah, I got the books. I got the ISIS papers. Yeah, I got the broader files. Yeah, I read the green scrolls. Yeah, I read this, this, and this. You read every book that was about commit. You read every book that was on more science. You read every book on some damn chakras. You read every book on this. But did you read any of the occult books? Did you dive deeper into your mind? Because all occult means is hidden culture. The only hidden culture, since the mind is all and everything is mental, don't you think the hidden culture would be your subconscious? They study the occult. That means they study your subconscious. They study how to control your subconscious because they have no true power. They study how to control your subconscious and then play it out every day on the TV screen. They play it every day out in the movie screen. They play it every day out in your working life. You need something. You need food. What would you do? This is why you're stuck where you're at and you won't walk through that door of death. If your power was turned off in your house and you can't turn your power back on and your water was shut off or your car broke down, you resort to what? What would you resort to in the beginning? You've gotten so used to being at this level. You've getting, been gotten so used to doing what you're doing, what you're doing, and using what you have on a mundane level to get what you want that anything outside of that you won't take responsibility for. You'll blame it on something else every single time. When 90% of the things that happen in your life are based on your decisions. Every decision, there's no such thing as a mistake. Infinite decisions and infinite choices based on infinite probabilities and infinite possibilities. Everybody wants to talk about different universes and quantum thought. That's where that's based on. That's where that comes from. It sounds nice to say these things because it appeases your ego and it's good conversation. But how many times, when are you going to start applying it? This thought process about that new year, new me, when are you going to start applying it? When are you going to start applying the thoughts that you have in your mind? When are you actually going to start making that separation for evolution, that separation for your elevation? When are you going to start doing it? Man, because it's all about unity and peace and love and light. You can't have light without darkness because how, how, 
How can you have light without darkness? Think about that. How can you have the light without the dark? If it was all light, how would you know it was all light if there was no darkness around the corner? How would you know about your positivity if you didn't know about the shadows? These are the things we got to start thinking about. Oh, we're going to get deeper. We're going to go stronger. We're going to go harder. We have to. We have to give ourselves that gut check in the reality. For that new vision, that new you, that new hue, that new view that you want to view so well, it's going to require you tearing down everything that you once clung on, clung to. It's going to require you to remove every barrier and every wall that you put up to protect you from trauma and symbolism and the repetitious acts of everything outside of you. It's going to take you to embrace the hits. This is a full contact sport. This is a full contact move. There is not going to be the prettiness of pageantry. We have to get out of this pageantry. This is where we get stuck in. We get stuck in the pageantry. We get stuck in the ritual, the pageantry, the beauty of the lights, the beauty of the candles, the beauty of the scents, the beauty of the smells. And then we fall imbalanced because we're not looking at the actual work. The work is actually going to take. We look at somebody else with their beads and their crystals and their stones and them doing yoga and them and them speaking so eloquently about spirituality. But we never ask them the question. Yo, were you always like that? Nah, I'll be the first of the many that will tell you only a few of us are going to step up to this. Even fewer are going to step through. Everybody's going to come to a different level of love, dark and light. Their compatibility to the next level is based on the love of themselves. They want to go even further. That means that's like for you. Your love of yourself is going to show you the compatibility of others. The love of others is going to stifle your growth. In the aspect of you're going to be afraid of rejection, so you're going to try to be compatible with everybody. We're not compatible with everybody. You have to humble yourself to that thought and understanding. You have to submit yourself to the ideal attributes of understanding the humility and you're not like everyone else. That way you're able to fully absorb everything that comes to you as fuel of observation and fuel to evolve and grow. Are you ready to become the day yet? Are you ready to take on the best version of yourself? That's the keys. If not, then stay where you at. 
Keep doing what you do. Keep moving how you move. Keep walking how you walk. Keep talking how you talk. Keep praying to whoever you're praying to. Keep replacing this with that. Keep having your debates. Keep doing all that shit that you're doing. Only thing I can promise you is you're going to keep getting the same results. You're trying to change everything when change is going to be inevitable. It's the evolution of you that actually carries any fucking weight. The change is inevitable. Let it do what it's supposed to do. The only thing you control is your evolution. The only thing that you control is what you take on forth and go forward with. Everything else is pretty much outside of the question. It's outside of yourself. It ain't about what you're going to do with your rebirth. It's about, yeah, it's not about what you're going to do now that you've been reborn that you come into this new light, that you come into your new self. It's what are you going to learn? What are you going to apply? Remember, only a few of us are going to make it in. Even fewer are going to make it through. Your love of yourself is going to give you the equation to the cap- compatibility of everything you go forward in. Let's rise. Of course, I got to keep y'all plugged in before I turn it over to the sponsors before we do that closeout. But I wanted to keep y'all plugged in, of course. God of Core Alchemist is the YouTube channel for the upcoming for my lecture series. <clears throat> for the lectures coming from the God of Core Alchemist. As always, that's capital G dot, capital O dot, capital D dot. Occult Alchemist, Generator for the Destroyer, uncovering and understanding the hidden culture, which is our subconscious, and creating, because remember from the mind is all and everything is mental, first law of the universe, getting into that vibration on that frequency. Every Friday night, 8 p.m., last week we went into the rebirth, very powerful lecture. And I'm saying that from the humblest side, very powerful lecture. This week's lecture shall be the Land of the Blind. <clears throat> Land of the Blind, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to get into the aspects of going into this new year, new vision. We're going to get deep into that. The understanding of the very critical, pivotal of closing down one's thought process in mind in ways to keep you tapped into this, tapped in as the power source because we are the power source Uh, if you have not already looked into that, subscribe, share subscribe, share always hit that like, hit the bell so you're always kept updated whenever I drop new content on there whenever the lectures do go live Um, also my cash app link is Lucifer Somni In order for me to continue creating this content, putting this knowledge, dropping these gems, of course, as a being a conduit of the information to drop that dollar, drop a dollar or two, and nothing gonna hurt. Drop a dollar or two, show your support, show your love, as well as the podcast on as we know as the God Hour. It is now available on Spotify, Breaker, iTunes, Apple Music. 
Spotify, no foot, sir. I think I said that twice. Uh, on most major platforms as well as the Anchor platform. Other than that, yeah, we got a lot of other things coming into the mix. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram. Uh, all my joints are the same for my Facebook and my Instagram. Rock Caller Nijas, R A, capital R A, capital C A R L O underscore Nijas for my Instagram. Rock Caller Nijas for my uh, Facebook. Uh, we'll be, I'll be getting deeper. I'm actually putting together my um, IGTV series as well as getting more deep into the lives to get some more live content on that level to that. Um, a lot of things are bubbling up for this nuance, new vision as the example that you are the creator of your circumstances. As I said last week with the rich or poor, you realize that you create your own harvest. Yeah, you realize you create your own havoc or you realize you create your own harmony. You realize that you create everything that comes into your life based on the mental constructs of your mama. Uh, so subscribe to get inside. Always share let the knowledge you were supposed to do. And as always, I love you. We love us. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to that. Turn it over to the sponsors. Peace. As we always said, like, it's that closing. In that closing thought process, that embrace, I want you to carry into this week, understanding that there's no other day other than today that matters to get yourself in a On this being the eve of a new year, the eve of a new beginning, literally the end of a decade, the end of all of that time that everything behind you, with that eve, you have to allow that mental, that rather, that ball to drop and allow that energy to rise, allow that Kundalini energy in you to rise, that fire to rise within you, to allow it to burn away everything. We're coming to the end. We're going to get deeper into houses and all of that. We're going to get into the lectures coming up to the top of the year. Especially in the land of the blind. We're going to, this is that pivotal breaking lecture when we're going to start getting deeper into the sciences. But we have to allow everything that was in that house, those traumas and those pains and those, everything that was there locked in that door, locked behind those, locked in that closet, we had to allow it all to burn away. We have to allow it to burn away and become the fuel for us to do something more. We cannot go into another year with another mindset talking about it's another time for me to learn and not actually learn anything. We gotta stop the constant listening to reply and start hearing to learn. We gotta actually set our sights on observing without the emotional attachment of that could be me or this could be me. If that can be you, then set in your mind the becoming of that becoming you. But you must accept everything that it takes in that space to become you. It's one of the biggest things we get very, very stuck on is actually embracing everything that it's going to take to become that version, that best version of ourselves. We have to take that full responsibility, that full accountability in that 
Because if we don't, we're just going to find ourselves right there 365 days, 364 days later talking about this year was an experience for me to learn. Next year, I'm actually going to apply. There ain't no such thing as time. It's all about alignment. If you got to get ready, you never going to be ready. That mindset got to be ready. Your mindset got to be there before the plate's even put in front of you. That you're that God setting that table in front of your enemies. What are your enemies? Your enemies are your procrastination. Your enemies are your procrastination, you prolonging, this rhetoric, your belief, your lack of thought, your lack of vision. Those are the enemies that are being set in front of you. No enemy within you, then there's no enemy without outside of you that can that can lay any harm to you. So that's that table that you're sitting in front of you as that young god, as that young goddess, as you're coming up into that out into that alchemical process, becoming that alchemist. You're all of these things. You're not just one of these things. Each one of these things are a conduit for the power source that is structured as in you. It's all you. That's how you embrace your love of yourself is embracing everything of you, embracing all of that power, embracing that beauty, that praise of yourself. Anything else is uncivilized. It's time for us to step up and be better. It's time for us to be the best, not just say we're the best. It's time to start walking in that and accepting everything that comes with it. Understanding that negative, <clears throat> understanding the negative sides of that coin is going to propel that positive side of that coin. But you got to understand that you both sides. You got to understand that it's all you. All I got to say is, happy new rising. Happy new birth. Happy new resurrection. Bring that peace, that love, that light, that dark. You remember, I love you. We love us. Thank you for choosing to sit back and allow your thoughts to be stimulated on another episode of the God Hour. Ashe.